And it's nice to be able to talk to you for the first time for several months from inside our special church here in Howden. Today's topic is simply Change Begins With Me. And next week we'll be looking at Change Is Needed In Our Society. It is said that there are two things which people find the most difficult. One is change and the other is sacrifice, particularly if we put self in front of the word sacrifice and make it self-sacrifice. Both of these things are very much embedded in the Christian way of life, right from the first moment that we are called to become a Christian, there is an implied call to change. To change from our old self-centered way of life to one of serving God and serving others. But as I said, we find change difficult. Not only do we need to know what to change, but we need to have that burning desire to change if we want to be like Jesus. And that takes the whole of a lifetime. And yet there are moments when life seems to stop and invite us to take stock and to think again and ask, have we embraced the Christian life or are we just going along with it? The lockdown we have just experienced could be just one such moment. Surely now, as we are coming out of lockdown, we have an opportunity to rethink what we have taken for granted in the past as being normal. And there are many aspects of our lives which God might well have been calling us to change for years. But we have been too busy, too selfish, too involved in our own things to really take them seriously. It could be our attitude to the disadvantaged. Just stop for a moment and think about the thousands of families who live in small, maybe one or two bedroom flats. They could be high-rise flats, they could have several children and the parents could well be on lockdown and furlough. And what's more, the open spaces and the parks, certainly to begin with, and the outdoor car parks are closed, limiting their opportunities to get a breath of fresh air. And what I believe is even worse is the fact that they may well have been closed by people who have plenty of outdoor space themselves. It is one thing to stop and think about these people, but are we just stopping and thinking, or is our concern for them something which we can put into action? Many young children suffer from a poor education, which is one way out of poverty. 
Many of you will know about the problems experienced by St Mark's, the school at Oxford Ridge. As I speak, the church there is being very active. And Busbridge and Hambledon are involved in encouraging and helping them. Are you being called to give the church workers and the teachers your practical support? You could be helping youngsters to learn to read. You could be giving moral and physical support to the church workers who are beavering away in our community. Which brings me on to the second aspect of personal change, sacrifice, or dare I say it, self-sacrifice. Sacrifice is not a word most people want to hear. People seem to automatically associate it with giving their money, or limits being put on their freedom, or even suffering. Let me tell you about three men who through their self-sacrifice saved thousands, if not millions of lives. One morning on April the 26th, 1986, some scientists got to work on a new series of experiments and tests in Unit 4 of the Chernobyl power plant in northern Ukraine. Soon after the test began, things started to go wrong. Very wrong. Two explosions ripped through the unit. Two unfortunate engineers were killed instantly. But that was just the start of the problem. More seriously, a fire had started in the light water graphite reactor. Plumes of radioactive smoke were sent into the sky. A further 48 workers quickly fell ill and died over the next few weeks. And they often died a slow and agonizing death. The accident meant that more radioactive fallout was sent into the atmosphere than was caused by either of the nuclear bombs dropped on Japan at the end of the Second World War. The damage was massive, but it could have been a whole lot worse. A second explosion could have caused the whole Chernobyl complex to go into full meltdown. Had this happened, experts estimate the nuclear fallout would have spread over half of Western Europe, killing untold numbers of people and destroying farmland and crops and causing problems for maybe tens or even hundreds of years to come. Thankfully, the second explosion was avoided, thanks to the three who have gone down in history as the Chernobyl Three. The story goes that several weeks after the first explosion, the plant chiefs became seriously worried that radioactive material was travelling in a molten flow towards a huge pool of water under the reactor. If the two came into contact, 
it would have caused a steam explosion, completely destroying Chernobyl's three other reactors. Someone needed to go down to the pool and drain it. According to most accounts, two plant workers and one soldier stepped forward to take up the job. Undoubtedly, they would have known that the basement of the, radio, of the reactor was highly radioactive. Even if they could get the job done quickly, they would still be exposed to lethally high doses of radioactivity. In short, it was nothing more or less than a suicide mission. And the Soviet authorities seemed to acknowledge that by assuring the men that their families would be taken care of after they had done the job. The depth of the water in the cooling pool has been disputed. But what can't be denied is that in the darkness and in those treacherous conditions, the three men put concern of their own safety to the back of their minds. And after much trying, finally found the correct valves to open and drain the pool. Since the Soviet authorities were determined to downplay the Chernobyl accident, as they put it, what happened to the three men is in question. It's believed that none of them actually died in the immediate aftermath of their heroic actions. Even if they didn't die of radioactive fallout, and many workers did, their heroism is by no means diminished. The three men stepped into the darkness beneath a molten radioactive core and put the good of humanity before their own safety. We don't know if any of these men were Christians, but whether or not it, they gave a great example to us who are still alive and who are Christians. These men almost certainly gave up their lives for you and me. Can I ask how much of your life you are prepared to give up to be more like Jesus? Could it be an evening a week? Or even a morning a week? Or even a day a week? Or could it be a lifetime? Remember verse 40 from our reading. This is what it says. The king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it for me. We're called to a life of service. Amen.